Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and witches. witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. And welcome to our Ask Estrega mini-sode. You guys have written in, you have shared questions and stories, and we are here to share and answer some shit. Yes. All right. You ready? We're going to just dive right on in. Okay. We have a, a question from Tony. Okay. And it says, hey, Stragas, I love your podcast. I'm a construction worker and download your podcast and listen while I work. I have a question that you can use if you want for your next Ask a Strega. I have followed the old ways for a long time, but I am still relatively new to Stragaria, following it in a solitary way. My question is, what resources, books, websites do you have for someone who understands the magical path but wants to learn more about the path of the Strega. You can use my name if you want to, blessed be. Well, you know, um, the main person that has really taken over the market for Strega is Raven Gramasi, mm-hmm. and he has m- many books. He has The Ways of the Strega. No, it's called Italian Witchcraft Now. It's the same book, it's just been republished. Oh, really? And the reason why I say that is because if you look up The Ways of the Strega, the book is like fucking like $100 or oh something my. like that. Okay. But if you look up Italian Witchcraft, literally word for word, the same thing. Okay. Yeah. And also he has Hereditary Witchcraft, and he does write a lot. Um, he did write a lot on on Strega and the different uh, genres, genres in genres. there. Genres. Genres, thank you. Genres in there. So that's one book. And another one that I like is called Etruscan Magic and the Occult and um, Remedies. And it is by Leland, Charles Charles Leland. So that's what I would recommend. Anything by Gramasi. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. I I own it. So I'm going to have have to check that out from the Library of Monica. The other one that's good from Leland, though, is Aradia, the Gospel of the Witches. Yes, 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 yes. That is wonderful. And you can tell that he did a lot of research with it. Because what I love about how it's published now is that it gets translated from, like, Italian and Latin into English. So when you open the book on the left side... There's going to be the Italian side, and then on the right side, it's in English, which is really nice. But the reason why that's so great is because it gives you so much lore from yes. Italy. And anything that you could find on the folklore of Italy, you know, anything that like the folk remedies or the folklore of mm-hmm. Italy, which is, I don't know any books per se off the top of my head, but if you go online and just type in Italian uh, folklore, it's going to come up. The other thing that I'm going to say, though, when it comes to the Gospel of the Witches, we always call it Gospel of Aradia, but it's Aradia Gospel of the Witches, is that they do something in there in a lot of, because there's a lot of good spells in there, like that's where you see like the lemon spell and stuff like yes. that. But they menace the spirits, where basically like they will threaten Diana, and they'll, they'll call to her, and they'll be like, if you don't give me what I want, may you lose your worshipers, may you uh-huh. never repeat, like, guys, just, just calm, calm your tits, do not do that. Um, I did come across this website the other day that's actually kind of nice, and it's called Light Force Network, and the this one was just called La Strega, and it's just this really nice overview of Strega. It's not going to give you anything super like deep and detailed, but it's going to give you a breakdown of just like the belief system, the Chimaruda, our, um, it talks about the Malocchio, it talks about our holidays. So it's actually kind of a nifty nice. little overview to look at if you wanted to learn more about Italian witchcraft. <clears throat> There's also Rue's Kitchen. And she did write the book Italian Kitchen. I always forget the name of the book, even though like I worship it. It's like mm-hmm. my Bible. Um, but it's called Rue's Kitchen. If you look it up, you'll find her book. But she does have a website where she does share a lot of different um, recipes and mm-hmm. stuff. And I bring that up because I was actually talking to Tony, who wrote this question into us the other day on Facebook. 
because he put up this um, story on Facebook about whatever he was cooking, and it was just, like, drool-worthy. Like, it's not even, yeah. like, funny how delicious it looked. <clears throat> but he says um, that he... Um, is invited us when we go on tour to make a stop in Colorado because he says that he will feed us better than a Nona. All right. Challenge accepted. And I warned him that you were the most picky eater in the universe, Monica. And he says, I got her. I will make her the most vagina eat pizza ever. Yay. <laughs> Love it. I just want to know what that secret flavor is in cannolis. If you do know, let me know. Thank you. Because I've tried every flavor and I can't get that back yeast flavor. All right. Oh and the Ask a Strega has turned because now the Strega is asking. <laughs> this, another Strega, yeah. Right. The cooking Strega, yes, absolutely. So thanks for your question, Tony. I hope that helped. We do have another one here. It says, hey there. I just want to say that I'm a massive fan of the podcast and I wish I found you guys sooner. We love you too. Um. Anyway, it says... Anyway, I was hoping for your advice on something. I've always been very in touch with spirits and energies. I've always felt presence and had paranormal things happen in the houses I've stayed in. Fast forward to being in college, I started living by myself in a town called Dundalk. After my grandmother died, I started having loads of new paranormal encounters in my house, and I'm sure it was her. A few months after, I moved to a different house just a few streets over and started experiencing small bits of paranormal activity. As I lived in this house, I noticed an increase in the number of spiders. Now, I know that sounds dumb, but it really freaked me out. On three occasions, I had massive cardinal spiders chase me in the house towards my front door. No exaggeration. I'd also like to note that I currently live in Ireland, and they're apparently very rare in Europe. First of all, I don't fuck with bugs. So yeah. if Europe has rare, I don't know, like the spi spiders in general are rare, or the cardinal spiders are there. But, dude, I believe you if you're telling me... That a spider fucking chased you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not as afraid of spiders as I am of cockroaches, but mm -hmm. everything that she just said, I think I would just set the house on fire. Mm -hmm. An Australian spider would chase you. I would probably just set myself on fire. Oh my god. Anyway, back to the story. <clears throat> I just felt all of a sudden they were drawn to me. More paranormal stuff went on. I got a tarot deck for my birthday, and as I began learning with it, I just felt like there was more spirit activity in my house, and the spiders continued to be drawn to me. Now, during this lockdown, I've been living with my parents and, and having instances where I have spiders, small ones, crawling up my arms, legs, my hands, and even my hair. Oh, fuck no. Hell no. I hope your hair isn't curly, because that would be like even harder to escape uh. those fuckers from that. Um, I flick them off and they seem to almost disappear. I know, I know that may sound crazy, but do you think there's something more there? Or do you think it's a crazy coincidence that I'm seeing them encountering these, these spiders? Love you guys so much and I appreciate your thoughts, Jen. Well, what I know about spiders is I'm, I'm curious to know um, if you're a writer. And if you're not, I feel like you're supposed to be writing something because spiders definitely rule the written word and the writer. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. And... Their creativity. Creativity, weaving that creative web, you know. And it is also saying be careful of the web you're weaving, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and also it's like um, they talk about events um, flying quicker and stronger. Everything you do or fail to say or do is going to be stronger and quicker. So watch your words, watch, watch, you, watch mm -hmm. what you're doing. Because animals aren't, it's just not a random event. There's, they're trying to nudge you for a reason. So be aware of that. 
you know they also look. talk about your network the web that you have your web of people so you might need to look at that i did find it interesting that you're talking about um how you notice paranormal stuff happening after your grandma passed i don't know if that's exactly around the time that the spider stuff started peaking um might even be talking about your web of ancestors possibly but it also talks about protection if you start to see a lot of spider webs by your windows or your doorways it's like you I tend to leave those those webs up as long as I can until I see that there's a new spider and a new web, then I'll take down the old one because that web is catching the bad juju before I can get in your house. Um, I do try and leave, like, I'm not, I'm obviously not a big fan of bugs, we all know that, but I do leave, like, daddy long legs up in the house, like, I will leave them alone. Um, but you know what? I was kind of wondering if this might have more to do with, um... Maybe spirits are, spiders are her spirit animal. It could be. They could be like, yeah, they could be animal spirit totem as much as they're kind of creepy, but you never know. You Maybe you should do like a path working to figure out who your animal spirit totem is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do a little research on the magic of uh, um, Ted Andrews has a great book, Animal Speak and Animal Wise, and he does do a, a big thing on um, spiders in there. So it's creativity for sure and the weaving of fate. So look it up and uh read about it and i think you'll find some answers but we hope we helped with a little bit we told you right now and maybe if you're super creeped out by spiders because like arachnophobia is real um if you think you might be okay with spider webs i've actually seen people like frame them under glass and they're gorgeous yes i i know someone who sprayed hairspray on one and threw glitter on it it was beautiful yeah so that might be something to do because then maybe you can still work with the energy of the spider without the creepy crawly element there and so you'll be a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. yes for sure <coughs> okay so here's one more um and then i think we have a quick story just for this one because we're just doing a, a quick and easy for right. tonight it says hi i just got an old trunk from an antique shop that's going into a new home with for my magical things I did my own little cleanse on it before refinishing, but it's wood, and I feel like wood holds on to memories more than other things might. I was wondering if you had any good cleansing practices for something like this. Thanks so much, Nicole C. Well, I, you know, the first thing that came to my mind with that was camphor. You ever see those old uh, chests? They always smell like camphor. You know, and hmm. mothballs or camphor. Mm-hmm. And so I, I mean, that's where my mind immediately went with that. So get some camphor and put it in there. Sprinkle it in there. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Every time I think of camphor, I can't help but think of Vicks. The power mm-hmm. of Vicks compels you. I'm telling you, I love Vicks. Yeah. <laughs> I knew someone who's a freaking addicted to Vicks, but that's, that's another story. Yeah. Well, another thing, you know, obviously there's good old fashioned cleansings with things like sage. Um, like, you know, we're really big about making your own smudge sticks too. We're just using incense that's very clearing. But when it comes to things from antique stores, a really good rule of thumb because you don't know what's on it. And it's very common for people to accidentally bring home haunted items. Um, and with my experience in the paranormal field, that was probably like the biggest culprit of hauntings was yes. people accidentally bringing that home. Right. Yes. So camphor is actually incredibly cleansing and it is used for banishing so since you have a trunk and it's something that you can put stuff in i would load up with camphor and with some rosemary because that's also good for exorcisms we also learned in our our plant magic episode uh that i think it was basil is too Mm -hmm. um and some salt and then what i would do is before you bring it inside your home if you have a safe place that you can put it like in your backyard or something where it's not going to get stolen cover it in a sheet like so go ahead load all those up smudge it and cover it in a sheet and leave it there for anything from three three days to a whole seven day week 
and then go ahead take everything out dump all those herbs out off your property give it one last good smudging and then you can go ahead and bring it in the house right exactly so that is what i would do with that sure so i think we have a little story time here i gotta find it do 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 let's see here we go Hi there. I wanted to say I love you guys. And while I'm not a practicing witch in any sense of the imagination, I am aware of the spiritual world and some of what it entails. I want to tell you guys that you have a fantastic podcast. I've enjoyed every episode, especially about hauntings and monsters, two of my favorite things. But also each of your personal forms of practice and every ounce of information that you've shared. I hope you guys continue to do the podcast because I look forward to listening to it every day. I am particularly looking forward to the October podcast as I am an October baby born the week prior to Halloween. Scorpio! Yep. My soul has always been extra spooky. I just adore the both of you. Thank you for sharing yourselves with the world. Amanda M. And I saw that because I have been very behind on checking the message requests on Instagram. And I just went through every single one. And this was on there from a couple months ago. And I thought that it was awesome to see this now. Right. Perfect timing. Mm -hmm, Because it is Amanda's birthday. And so I just want to say happy birthday, Amanda. Happy birthday, for sure. Because we we love our Scorpios, don't we, Yes, we do. We Mm -hmm. absolutely love our Scorpios. So that is our Ask Estrega for now. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening, everybody, and sending in those questions. Keep sending them in. Send them to our email, winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com. And hopefully we'll get back. We'll pick yours for the next one. And we will see you guys soon. Merry meet. Merry part. And merry Merry meet meet again. This episode is brought to you in part by The Green Man Store, located in sunny California in North Hollywood. It has an amazing apothecary, statuary, and everything that you can need for your witchy supplies. And the best part? You can come and visit me and Monica there. So check it out at thegreenmanstore.com.